hey guys welcome back to floral couch conversations i'm emily and i'm Alyssa. and today we have another exciting episode for you just the two of us yeah i feel like i keep getting asked about updates on my hinge yes apps and so i have a question for you because last night we were hanging out with some friends and you were looking at some hinge people for me and I looked over and you were laughing hysterically with our friend Matt about what you sent to certain someone and I need to know what that was. So you're saying the person didn't match with you? At least not yet so I can't see what you sent and I need to know what you're making of my reputation. (laughs) So (laughs) in my defense it was not my idea but I did go along with it. It's not a defense but... (laughs) It was a picture of this guy with just kind of like a pensive look on his face, like staring off into the distance, maybe a little smirk. And he, (laughs) so on Hinge, you know how you can like respond to a certain item on their profile. So I clicked on the photo and I responded, looks like you just farted and got away with it. Oh my gosh, you did not. It wasn't my idea. You're cut off. But You're it was cut so off from funny. having my phone. <laughs> You're cut off. No. <laughs> it's not like you've been taking it that seriously anyways. I know. You keep telling me to commit for the podcast, but I'm in, I'm in the lull of Hinge where I'm, I'm like bored of it. So okay. I'll get back there and then it'll be a surprise because I'm not going to tell you until we're recording <sighs> if something happens. So. Okay, fine. Goes for everyone. <laughs> How's your week been? been fine it's been good i ran a marathon last weekend so how do you feel are you sore i was really sore for for like a good three days i was like one like limping around (laughs) should have seen me trying to go into my office on tuesday which also i remember that so you ran the marathon on sunday and then on tuesday we went to a movie and you were limping to the movie theater and back to your car but can you like help me understand what happened when you went back to your car after this movie okay so you know uh, <laughs> minneapolis is kind of a confusing place that's fair it was dark and pouring rain and we went to a movie at the movie theater i've never been to before and i thought i knew where to park because you know sometimes i have a tendency to panic park so i always have to be aware of my surroundings before I get there and so I found this parking ramp and I pulled into it and I got kind of lost trying to get to the movie theater after I parked into this random parking lot and I wasn't sure if it was a parking ramp and I wasn't sure if it was a residential parking ramp because it was right at the bottom of apartment an apartment building so I was like well I hope I can get out of here <laughs> but they it, it was a normal parking ramp they gave me a ticket so yeah um I found my way to the other side of the street where the movie theater was and go inside and then our friend Lauren, it made she made it sound like she parked in the same ramp as me. So I was like, okay, good. I was in the right spot. And then she, we leave the movie theater and I walk back with her and I'm like, okay, my ramp is right here and she keeps going. She's like, oh, I parked on the one over here. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I go into this building where I'm pretty sure I came out of and there's like people standing around this elevator and 
I'm trying to, I get in the elevator, try to go down to where I think my car is, but it won't go down any further. And so I have to get out of the elevator where the people are still standing and they're probably like, okay, you didn't go anywhere. You just went and got in there and came back out. And so then I, there are some stairs. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can get down the stairs. So I go down these stairs and I tried to, it says like ramp A or something. And so I try to, or floor A or something. So I, so I try to go through the door to get out. The door is locked. I can't get in there. And so I'm running up and down these stairs, like trying to get out one of these doors. And it's like a sketchy parking ramp, but I'm afraid. And it's dark and rainy and I can't get into any of these doors. And so finally I found a way out and I'm on this, uh, I think I'm in the right spot and I see cars in a parking ramp it looks like where i parked and my car isn't there oh my gosh and so i from there i thought that like my car had been stolen or just like i don't even know and i'm like maybe i'm not on the right floor but i couldn't get to where i thought my car was i even went inside there was like a security man and i was like hey i think i parked on this level but i can't get there so he tried to tell me where to go but i still couldn't figure it out and so then the only solution (laughs) i had was as i'm panicking in the dark by myself in the rain i call my husband and he comes he comes to get me and um so thank you for dropping whatever you're doing and coming to pick me up um (laughs) he picks me up and has to drive me across the street like around the block to where the parking ramp is we go in into where i parked from the street there's my car he drops me off of my car and then we both go home <laughs> so it's like he was walking, not happy <laughs> was walking in like the where you went in with your car not an option or it was just like too dark to so make that a i definitely option. could have done that but by the time i figured that out i was like too freaked out and too like panicked panicked and and it was raining and dark and I like didn't want to like run all the way over there if I wasn't going to be able to get into the ramp right so basically I'm an idiot and it was just not a good night you're not an idiot but I do I'm glad you're safe I do think that's hilarious now that I know you're safe it's a classic classic because I distinctly remember one time I don't know if I took the bus to meet you for a parachute concert or something but you were my ride home so I didn't ride there with you but I was gonna get a ride home with you and you're like I don't know where we park so we had to stop start at the top of the parking ramp and walk down (laughs) as if we were like driving out to find your car After guessing several floors and failing. I have two weaknesses. <laughs> One, turning the oven off. Oh. Two, remembering where I parked. I, I mean, I think admitting those are the first yep. step. So you're halfway there. Working on it every day. And I feel like the, the oven one, you've gotten better. I used to live with you and it only happened a couple times. Okay, good. So there's that. How else, though, are you feeling now, A po- like a, almost a full week past the marathon? I'm feeling good. I did like a yoga workout this morning, and it was it was doable. I'm feeling better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How I mean, was your week? It was good. What did I even do this week? Besides the movie, it's been a pretty low-key week. I Should think. we talk about what we thought about the movie? Sure. So we saw on Tuesday the movie that we went to that caused all of this, this large dilemma was... 
A Star is Born. I don't think it was like my favorite movie by any means, but I really enjoyed it and thought it was really well done. But you, I could tell, did not. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was well done, and but and maybe I was just like not in a good headspace because clearly I lost my car. So <laughs> <laughs> that could have something to do it with was it. An interesting you were just, I don't. I think probably should have given you more weeks to mentally prepare for a movie too. True, I'm not the best movie watcher, but usually if it's like a movie I'm excited to see in the theaters, I'm good. But and maybe I'm just not like emotionally attached to Lady Gaga, or but I just like cannot connect. And usually musical movies, I get really into. Yeah, I was surprised at your reaction. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it was like the part of the storyline could have been like could have hit home in a different way that I was like okay was not expecting this yeah so yeah I get that I don't have any sort of like I'm not like a huge Gaga fan or anything either but and I don't know if I'd rewatch it over and over but I enjoyed it I thought it was slow like there were a lot of times where it was just like the camera panning around and you're like trying to figure out what's going to happen and you can't really figure it out but it goes on for like five minutes and you're like, okay, just tell us what's going to happen. Yeah, like the musical scenes, I will say, were long. I think the beginning was really fun, like how they met and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle was, I could see that, was slightly long. Yeah, I felt like I was just waiting for like the plot to drop or like it to get to the climax and it didn't happen until like five minutes before the end. Yeah, and then I did not have a lot of resolution, yeah. which I clearly need. <laughs> right, yeah, so uh, yeah. that is worth seeing for sure. Yeah. Mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Should we uh, jump into our topic for today? Yeah. What are we talking about? We are talking about jobs and everything about them. Careers, the job market, being a millennial in the workplace. Which we are familiar with. Yeah. Because we're both millennials and have a workplace. So we thought we'd start off with talking about the current job market, what we're seeing, what's yeah. out there. Compared to when we first graduated college, too. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. Because when we first graduated college, I mean, I had, I worked in public accounting, so it's a field that basically they'll take anyone that's breathing, I like to say, because they're just so desperate to have bodies and seats. But I feel like a lot of people out of college struggled to find a job right away. Yeah, I definitely was in that boat. We graduated four years ago a little more than four yeah, years yeah it'll be five and my degree was in communication and journalism and I had no idea really what I wanted to do with that and it took me a while but now to find a job and I was at the first job I did for only a few months because I ended up becoming a golf course receptionist <laughs> <laughs> because my boss quit the day or got fired the day before I was supposed to start but but now I feel looking, even just on LinkedIn, the, the amount of entry-level jobs, I feel like are so, there's so many of them. Yeah, the job market is like extremely hot right now. I feel like we were talking about that Forbes article. It was It's a few months old, but how the paradigm in the job market is now that employees have the power because there are like a record number of open positions right now, which is kind of crazy to think about. What do you think causes that? Like, why is it such a shift even in a couple of years? I feel like there's just so many different, I guess in my field, there's like new expectations, like new regulations and different things that require more bodies. Like you can't do what we used to do with just like 
the smallest number possible because you have to make sure you're doing it right and well. And that's probably not for every industry. I like working in a heavily regulated banking industry, but I feel like we're hiring because of that. What do you think it is? In my field, I feel like it's similar, but it's the fact that everything in marketing communications is evolving as like technology evolves and like you can Mm -hmm. do more. And so we were talking about jobs that didn't exist back when we were kids. And a lot of those are like, like social media manager and, um, anything to do with digital marketing. So like Mm -hmm. building a website and which you've done a lot of so far in your career or even in college before you officially graduated, that was kind of your bread and butter, right? Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the stuff that I've done for work is like stuff that I didn't even know existed in college, like stuff I didn't take classes on. It was, it's more just like, okay, like this is what we have to do because, but it's not things that they really taught even a few years ago in school. Yeah. Do you think that the job market and like the way jobs are being done is expanding faster than like educational programs? I don't know. I definitely feel like, and I feel like a lot of people say this, but that my college experiences was were more like to grow as a person rather than to like learn stuff that I needed for my job. That's so true. I feel like so much of a career is on the job learning. Yeah. That's and, very true. And that's why I feel like younger and younger people are starting to get internships. Like mm-hmm. uh, we have an intern at my work right now and she has been with us for a couple of years, but she started back when she was a sophomore in college. And I was like, wow, I, I got an internship the year after sophomore year, but <laughs> there was another intern who was had just finished his freshman year and it seems so early was like a business analyst intern and I have no idea what he did all summer but (laughs) (laughs) I think I had an internship when I was I think it was our sophomore year it was like January 2012 was that sophomore year I don't know I don't know whatever but yeah I do feel like it's becoming like more and more important to get and they even said this when we were in school, like it's becoming more important to get some sort of internship experience because then you have something to put on a resume when you are searching right. for jobs. I distinctly remember going to like our career development center at school when I was like a sophomore and they're like, you're behind. I mean, they didn't say it like that, but I basically left with this like panicked feeling that I need an internship like ASAP, which then made me look and find my internship which I actually went back to work there full time so that makes, me, that makes me wonder though like what because we went to school in a pretty like metropolitan area mm-hmm. where we were there was there's a lot around us that we that's easily drivable distance to yep. get to like my internship was like a 25 minute drive from our school but what about people who go to school like in rural areas yeah that's a good point like there aren't as many options. You'd think that the school would do somehow have a lot of good networks to have people come in and advertise. I don't yeah. know. I guess I've, yeah. I've never gone to obviously we don't have remote experience. School. We'll have to ask. Yeah. What are some other jobs that didn't exist when we were kids? Well, there's a classic blogger influencer job that we've talked about. Social before. media influencer, yeah. which 
feel like that's like so many people's i wonder how like person what percent of the market people like it's probably not as much as i think but i just see it so much on instagram that it's got to be like a huge percentage there's yeah there's so many of them and you just wonder like are you going to be able to do that your whole life or are you going to have to like go back and get some other job somehow well and it's a at some point like Beachbody can only tell so many people to advertise for them, right? So at some point, the market's going to be saturated, right? Like there's going to be too many social media influencers that not everyone can make it. Or is that... Well, there's there's several different kinds. I yeah. mean, there's fitness people. There's also fashion bloggers. Right. I said Beachbody was just an example. Yeah. But. Well, like with the... Because I follow a lot of fashion bloggers too, which is bad because it makes me want to buy stuff (laughs) (laughs) bad for the budget yeah but they i feel like amazon lately has been using a lot of different fashion influencers to like market their the different clothes and stuff that they Mm -hmm. have i've seen a lot of that recently and i even was (laughs) looking on looking at job postings on linkedin for amazon and they came up like influencer relations and it said IN and I thought it meant Indiana, but really it was India. (laughs) um, But the job description was about like working with influencers and like sending them stuff and like making sure they know what to promote. That's kind of cool. And I think that would be cool, but the job was in India. So you're not moving to India. I was looking at a bunch of jobs in India accidentally. And so now (laughs) jobs for in India keep popping up on my (laughs) on my look at this feed i love it linkedin too is fairly new or like i don't think i had a linkedin until like grad school when did you That's get a true. LinkedIn? i think i got mine like junior senior year of college so i feel like we also have more opportunities to see what's out there versus before i don't know how people found jobs but that's true i feel like I that's could, that's another difference between people our age and older generations is that I feel like they found jobs either through like the newspaper or like word of mouth or networking type of things whereas we like I found my job just like applying through LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, and then going in for an interview and ending up getting the job I think that's that's how I got mine well no I got mine through St. Thomas the other job I had but we're more of we're used to things happening like boom 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 like Like instantaneously yeah yeah other jobs then there's all these apps and app designers Mm -hmm. and like it people i feel like that's such a growing field Mm -hmm. because you have these apps and people designing them and then you need like uh troubleshooting like customer service people for when stuff goes wrong and people are like asking questions and we were talking before about our like keeping information safe like data company data data loss prevention um and how my company has a chief information security officer and it was like a huge deal when they appointed him and he like runs a show as far as like all our policies about sharing information and we have like uh he implemented this thing in our email where 
if we send an internal email that says confidential on it and someone tries to forward it at all, it will send a notification back to IT that says like, hey, this person was trying to forward this email. And so I think that's kind of Yeah, that is interesting. I feel like my work does the same thing and or we talked about too, like phishing emails. Mm -hmm. Um, Like sending fake phishing emails to try to like make sure people know what they look like. And we have to do quarterly security training too where it's like basically oh, yeah, a game that. mm-hmm. but that's also an entire industry because like it's not created by my workplace they contract yeah. someone to yep. do that so that's a whole nother industry mm-hmm. so it's kind of crazy it is things are blowing up <laughs> go and cry oh also lyft and uber drivers didn't exist <laughs> yes i feel like well and all the other things too that are popping up like like bite squad and grubhub and oh, stuff yeah. There are some people that that's their full-time job, so it's yeah. interesting. Well, I wonder what the balance from, like, jobs that are becoming obsolete, because I feel like these new jobs are popping up, but there's also jobs that are, like, going away. Like, my company is, like, eliminating people because, like, a lot of this stuff can be automated now. That's true. Like, newspapers, like, I mean, they're never going to go all the way away but they're definitely not what they were true but yeah i feel like they're going digital now so as long as you can like that's true yeah transfer whatever like printing presses yeah i don't know i feel like you just need less like companies i feel almost just need less bodies because they don't need people like transcribing things or like doing step by step by step because it just like goes through a machine now yeah so where they need those bodies is in the technology field and that's why maybe the job market is booming i don't know i don't know be good to talk to someone that actually (laughs) go to school for it yeah that's our (laughs) advice yeah if you've learned anything from this podcast (laughs) so i went to back in the spring i went to a um, young professionals conference that they and the theme was about generational differences in the workplace and it was really interesting because I feel like I don't I'm kind of adaptable as far as like the age groups of people I can mm-hmm. interact with and so a lot of my the people I hang out with at work are my parents age and that's okay mm-hmm. um, but I do feel like Sometimes it's interesting to interact with the different generations in an office and see how people operate differently. Mm-hmm. And so it was all all these different sessions about like how to how to deal with or like recognize the differences and like kind of how to like include everyone or work together. Yeah, like how to work together and like strategies of like understanding where that person comes from. Yeah. And there was this one session by a guy who's 17 and he like joined this company. He's so he's Generation X. No, Gen Z. Z, He's Gen Z. Z, I think. Yeah. And so he he joined this organization and became kind of a keynote speaker at different events talking about Gen Z and like how they're up and coming and what they want and that kind of stuff. And so he went through this whole presentation about the differences between the generations and what they want differently. And um, he was saying millennials, they 
really are focused on balance and so that's why they're all about like working remotely and working from Mm -hmm. home and shifting back to work work work-life balance and wanting to have it all and like feeling fulfilled and that kind of stuff and then he was saying that gen z has shifted back more to like wanting to be in the office and working hard and working long hours and i don't know if i like generally found that believable i guess we'll have to see the gen z yeah yeah i guess the gen people that are gen z that i work with that are like interns because i think that's what is the cutoff i don't even remember gen x like millennials are such a big group but they like work remote all the time mm-hmm. the people the gen z's that i work with so i don't know well i guess we'll see time yeah. will tell as they more of them enter the workforce um i went i was so intrigued by what he was talking about that i actually went up to try to talk to him and like ask more questions afterwards and he like kind of could not really answer my questions so i'm not i don't know if he's just like reading a script <laughs> or what but, i mean he's only 17 yeah <laughs> true which is so young like, but he had like started his own business like he that's insane what um, am i what have i done <laughs> just kidding and i was like how do you go to school and do all that and he's like well i do these like once a month and blah 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 and it didn't really seem like he was doing much different than a normal high schooler but okay i don't know interesting though but it is going back to what we said about starting young yeah but i what you said about or what you said his messages were about millennials, like totally ring true. We've had this these discussions before yeah. about like working remote and you would love to work like full-time remote or well, possibly. I think the reason I lean towards that is be- is that there's no one, like my office is really quiet and a lot of my coworkers don't even work in this, like they live in a different state mm-hmm. and are in an office that's not mine. And so I'm kind of just like off on an island. You're usually. remote even if you're in the office. Right. So <laughs> it's like, why do I get dressed and like come here every day if I don't really talk to anyone in person? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do, but like a few people, but it's not like, it's not like my last job where it was like all fun people all around and like we would like, I had friends at work and now it's kind of just like quiet and but I do like I do like the flexibility of being like working from home and not having to like be in an office for eight hours because I don't feel like it's my style to sit and work on like task after task after task mm-hmm. um I feel like I'm I my day goes a lot better when I can like focus on one thing in the morning and then like do work for a while and then like do some laundry for a while or Mm -hmm. like go like run an errand run a few errands for a while and then like go back to work like later on in the day and like I feel like that's better for my brain when I like get those breaks and like can focus on different things and kind of feel I feel like I'm more productive rather than if I'm just sitting at a, de- a computer i'll get distracted and like go on facebook or instagram for an hour yeah. and then i'm like well why well, just wasted all that time so yeah i feel like i mean no one has or i guess i can't speak for everyone but that's like a normal thing like you can't focus for you know eight hours a day without a break like that's just not possible and it's like almost more productive to work very diligently for a couple hours or an hour and then take that little brain break and then go back to it 
And I, I, I just read an article about that, actually. And so I think that doing that either whether it's at work or remote like makes a lot of sense and for companies to acknowledge that like they're gonna have more productive and happier employees there are companies that are starting to do like four-day work weeks Mm -hmm. or like flexible schedules like that where you only work like you work less than eight hours per day like spread out among the among the week or like however they can cover their business schedule But I feel like it's, there's still people who are like, no, like you need to be in the office eight to five every day. Like, I feel like there was like in my office, like the culture was, it's shifting more now, but it, so the business used to be part of like a really, really big company that's been around for a long time. And like the culture is very much known for being like hierarchical and Mm -hmm. like you stay like you like follow like your boss and then the boss's boss and like you need to like follow the orders and like make sure you're like being respectful and like being where you are like butts and seats yeah and and so I could very much tell that and it was like then me coming in and like all these like old men and like me observing like okay like wow like these guys report to this guy and like as soon as that guy's out of the building like the like things change so it's just interesting yeah that's so we've actually been having a lot of like discussions about that at work and how to like retain people like they just did some focus group type things and it's interesting because right now the way my work is structured it's like half baby boomers half like millennial gen z's and then like not a lot in between um i don't even know what's in between actually I feel like that's kind of how it is at my work too. And I wonder why, like where does that gap of people? I don't know. But so there's like, there's a succession planning risk there, but they're also talking about how like now they want to keep the millennials there because the baby boomers were super, super loyal. But in general, the perception of millennials is that they're not loyal. Like if they find a better gig, better pay, better flexibility, whatever it may be, like they're not tied to the company necessarily obviously there's exceptions to every rule but I was like that's interesting because I mean I've already switched jobs at one point in my career not that I'm looking right now or anything like I really like it but if something fell into your lap which can happen via LinkedIn like I think that makes perfect sense like why not do what's best for your career yeah that's exactly how I feel like I'm still searching I have no idea what I even want to do with my (laughs) life so do you guys, but your company is the same way where it's kind of missing that middle gap of people? Well, like I said before, it was a, it was part, it's, it it used to be part of a big company that was known for like treating their employees well, like if you stayed. So mm-hmm. like loyalty was a big thing and you can totally tell. And like, as soon as they're, they became not part of that company anymore, people are like mad and like a lot of people left because of it and you can like that culture is still around and 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 so it is like all those older baby boomers or people who are like going to retire soon and they've recently made more of an initiative to hire younger people Mm -hmm. and so I worked there for over two years now and I'm like pretty sure that I was the youngest or one of the youngest people in the building when I first started working there and I would get like weird looks in the elevator like and people would be like oh like what does she do like who is that yeah and 
I just, it made me feel really uncomfortable, but slowly like more and more people, but it's still to the point where like I see another younger person and I'm like, who is that? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Like I could probably count on one hand, the people that are younger than me at the organization, but I think I had similar experiences where I don't, there are a lot of baby boomers, but there's a lot of like the older end millennials that I worked closely with that are like early 30s and had kids but they'd always you know be talking about something to me like well Alyssa you probably don't even remember that because you were in diapers you know so like annoying. which I mean it was like good-hearted and like I love those mm-hmm. people but I was just like okay I get it I'm young <laughs> like I'm thankful for being young but also it's it's just so interesting the perception of being young in a, in a professional setting mm-hmm. do you ever feel um like it holds you back and being a millennial and all the stereotypes that come with it? No, I I think I've been fortunate enough to work with or like come into contact with people who haven't really been like that. My, I've like, I've actually come into contact with people who have kids like my age mm-hmm. and I feel like that helps because they're like, they like, want to see like they want to see me succeed as they would they as they'd want to see their own kids succeed and so they're like supportive in that way and they're and they I mean they know that their kids are smart so they're like okay like yeah so she that's awesome what about you I don't think so I don't know sticking out of my mind is this one time that I was like in a meeting and someone like snapped their fingers at me and this is it was this like older white man to like get my attention when I was having a side conversation with one of my superiors so like I needed to be like I wasn't gonna be like don't talk to me during this meeting and I was like uh is that because like what do you done that to like another baby boomer aged male or was this a gender thing or a millennial thing like I'm a younger too young and there's no respect or something and it could have just been innocent like he probably didn't mean anything by it but it just like sticks out in my mind as something that was like clearly like you don't respect me I don't know gross (laughs) that reminds me not really this is a totally tell it anyway well there was like an older man who was my boss's boss and it was we had like a team meeting and he was reminding everyone that it was something to do with benefits or like um, your 401k plan needed to be figured out by a certain date. Like mm-hmm. like enroll. In yeah. Like enroll in all your. Yeah. It was like open enrollment's almost done. And he was like, make sure you're saving money for retirement. And he's like, if you need help, come see me. And he was like looking directly at me. And I'm like, okay, dude, like. If I need help, I can find help. Also, unless he's like an actual like financial advisor, I don't know that he's allowed to give you an advice. Like, yeah, we always have sessions on like the options, like, okay. and they're like not allowed to tell you what to do. Like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my dad is a financial advisor, right? So, so you were sad anyway. I was like, if I need help, I will just ask my dad. I remember thinking like, okay, I have a dad, thanks. <laughs> right. But I mean, he, was, he didn't mean right. Any harm. I, I I don't think that like people usually do it's just like okay i feel like we have to work a little bit harder to prove that we deserve to be there i don't know overall though i feel like i've been very fortunate and respected in my career so yeah, far i have too knock on wood <laughs> okay so we're gonna play a game called guess the wacky job title 
And so I found this article, um, fortune.com, and it's 20 of the weirdest job titles ever uh, that make even the most boring jobs sound thrilling. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to read the titles and guess what we think they are, and then we'll say what they actually are. Okay. So number one is chief flavor officer. I'm picturing like a taste tester at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's just what comes a to taste. Mind. But it's like chief officer, so it has so, to be a higher up. It's flavors. Not- you know how like Doritos always does like contests? You think it's like one of those? Is it Doritos? I don't know. There's some chip brand that they're always like contests for new flavors and like Lay's. Lay's. Okay. I was close. Something like Could that, be Doritos maybe. Too, but they always so, have the Lay's yeah, special flavors. Maybe something like that. What do you think it is? I mean, it's got to be something like that. Some someone that's in charge of. How would you? What would you go to school for? I don't know. Someone that's in it's, charge of. It's got to be like a business background. Knowing but what the popular flavors are, or they just wanted to make it sound more fun than it actually is. Because flavor, like flavor, could be like your job as a product manager, kind of like you're right. In I was thinking like a marketing of, type, yeah. like a chief marketing officer, kind of title but for like a niche like i don't know marketing i think it's more product like you're you're um in charge of the different sections of your business kind of yeah that makes sense because if your business is flavors then yeah okay so what is it let us so it's by brands b-a-i which is the oh those like drinks, drinks. yeah yep. is that how you say, is that how you say that by that's how i say i've it. never said it out loud Probably for fear of not knowing how to Bye. say it. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's... No, okay, I'll read that. I'll read it. Well, there's one title that award-winning musician and actor Justin Timberlake didn't have until 2016, CFO. In October, Timberlake became, became by brand's first chief flavor officer. In other words, he'll help the beverage company launch products and develop new flavors. So he's basically like yeah, their product. ad campaign person because well that's stupid i was thinking he was actually gonna do something but he's just like the face of yeah it. yeah that's it's quite the title i would like okay <laughs> lame okay next one is galactic viceroy of research excellence is that how you say that word what does it look like i have no idea <laughs> if i don't even know what the word is i don't sounds like a tech company that like wants to sound nerdy to be funny yeah i have no guesses okay this one it's microsoft okay and it says here's a sexy title for a job that means you do cloud-related research for microsoft this role was occupied by james mickens also referred to as the lebron james of computer science Most of his research focused on improving the quality of web applications. Today, Mickens has a very regular title, associate professor at Harvard University. Interesting. Galactic, I guess, makes sense that it's cloud-based, but I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Okay, you tripped us up. Okay, next one, fashion evangelist. Is it just like a fashion designer or like someone in charge of the new line? Someone who like pumps up fashion i don't know because what's the definition of evangelist i think of like presenting something new but that might not actually be the definition <laughs> oh yeah that's what comes to mind that, i mean present the new fashion yeah i don't make like the pitch person for target or something make your own trends <laughs> yeah i don't know so the company is tumblr 
And the job description is having a Tumblr page featuring artistry shots and exotic places is par for the course when you have a job title like this. How old is this article? I was going to say, is Tumblr dying? I don't know know that people use Tumblr anymore, but maybe they do. I was using Tumblr when I was listening to Pandora. (laughs) Same. Um, I couldn't even log back into my Tumblr account like, at this point. I wouldn't know my 2010. Password. Yeah, high school. <laughs> well, not high school. Uh, Freshman year of college. Maybe. I might have been, been in high school. But Dang. Some things you were an early adopter on if you had Tumblr in high school. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, in this role, Valentine uhovsky who responsibilities include partnering with bloggers designers and fashion brands like vera wang and calvin klein oh that's kind of what we were just talking about yeah Mm -hmm. so we got that one i'm gonna give us one for three okay you're keeping track of the score now i am okay (laughs) um number four paranoid in chief paranoid in chief is it like a risk officer like you just have to manage risk and look out for yeah like maybe like or even like like security like we were just talking about yeah i feel like that's just a fancy name for something that happens okay the company is yahoo and it says let's be let's be honest paranoid in chief sounds more much more intriguing than plain old chief information security officer look at you okay two for four we're we're at 500 and it makes sense yahoo's entire cybersecurity division is known as the paranoids Oh, I didn't that's know that. Funny. That is cool. That that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number five, hacker in residence. Hacker in residence. Is it like like a fisher? Like, you know, like sending that's what it made me fishing. think of. Like, and resident like trying to hack and seeing if the people, the, yeah. the security people, do a good job at resisting. Right. In residence, though, does that mean like oh. you know how like a doctor is like a resident and then an attending? Is that like a oh, I don't like know. a lord? I would title? think maybe like an inside hacker. So oh, that could be. Oh, like an there, but he's also a hacker. Yeah, like his job is just to try to break into the firewalls and stuff. Maybe that makes sense. Um, okay, the company is LinkedIn, and it says Matthew Shoup's first title at LinkedIn was nothing out of the ordinary technical marketer but when shoop started winning the company's hack days his role transformed into hacker in residence his role included creating prototypes for internal tools and turning designs into products shoop is no longer at linkedin but it's unclear if his role is up for grabs that doesn't really make sense to me they didn't say anything about i'm always confused about the definition of hack because when i was younger i felt like it meant like a good thing like oh really but then, like, people would be like, oh, he got hacked, like, in basketball. He means, like, you got fouled really bad. Yeah. Or... I think of hacker, like... Hacker, and then also like, means, like... Computer hacking. Computer hacker. hacking. But then there's, like, all those 28 life hacks, like, yeah. how to clean your kitchen faster. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know. Too many... Can we create a new word, please? Tell us <laughs> the reason. <laughs> so, I'm going to give us a loss on that one. Okay. But that, but that wasn't even our fault. So, next one, in-house philosopher. In-house philosopher. What do you think that is? Can you tell us the company? Maybe that'll help It's Google. Of course it is. (laughs) Mm. In-house philosopher. Is it like an in-house, like, therapist to go talk to for their employees? I know that they're very, like... Maybe, 
employee focused. I was thinking like Google's always like coming up with crazy things. They would need someone who's like kind of out there who like studied philosophy and is like they could help with some like app design and stuff or or if they were just like what if we i don't know they would just have just weird like a, ideas like, an, like, like a brainstorm or, or they would be like have studied ethics and like yeah i don't know i have no idea <laughs> okay what is it i will tell you this title is proof that your philosophy degree could land you a job at Google. Even the search giant needs someone to turn to when it has a question. The company literally employed someone whose job is to solve engineering problems using a humanistic perspective. So it's literally just a philosopher on staff. Yes. Interesting. Kind of cool. Yeah. Wait, did we get that right? I don't know. Can you give us half point? Sure. Okay. <laughs> right. also i feel like this is a good time to talk about our philosophy do you remember our philosophy oh class we had together me and hermit the frog or or kermit the frog <laughs> kermit the frog yeah he, he looked so much like him and all i remember from that class clearly i took a lot away is that we watched groundhog's day during it right i feel like so and it was so long groundhog's day the movie it makes me feel like i had to watch it a million times same i had of, that same feeling because of even though we only watched it once, but I just feel like we had to watch it more than once because of like the premise of the movie and how we felt about that class. <laughs> I just feel like I can't do movies like that where it's like the same day all over again. Like it just drives me insane. Anyway, that one in particular. Yeah. Have you, there's one on Netflix out that came out a few months ago. What's called that? like the first date and it's kind of a similar premise where no. the guy has to relive this like this first date. I probably read the title and realized that it was like the same kind of premise and decided not to watch it. Although, About Time, which you like, kind of has a similar premise, but it's like different. It's not the exact same. Oh, great movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. What's the next one? Interesting. Anyway, the next one is Bacon Critic. Is it literally just someone that goes like a secret, like a, ooh, maybe he's got like a column or something, you know, like a food critic? And goes yeah, to different that's restaurants. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. The company is Time, like the magazine. I think so. Okay. Yep, you read that right. Time Inc.'s brand, Extra Crispy, actually hired someone to critique bacon. Though the job has been filled, the candidate seems pretty qualified. He's eaten thirty-one different animals in the span of a month. We'll leave it at that. So we were right. That's kind of weird way to end that, but we were right. I'm giving us that. Okay. Next one is director of sound design. That sounds literally like I'm picturing like someone on a mix board, <laughs> like editing musicals for jingles or something. I was thinking like, I mean, all these different apps have sounds or like oh, yeah. notification sounds. That makes like, sense. Like someone has to make those up. Yeah. That's a good guess. Okay. What is it? Oh, oh, the company's Facebook. Oh. This doesn't sound like such an odd title until you consider that it's at Facebook. The director of sound design is responsible for creating all the pop ding and pop. Um, Dude, you nailed sounds. it. Did you read this beforehand? You hear? No, I didn't. <laughs> you hear when you receive a notification on your Facebook feed. I mean, I wasn't thinking of Facebook. I was thinking like phones. Yeah, that's awesome though. I'm giving us that point and we're a team. So we both get the Woo. point. <laughs> okay, next one is chief troublemaker. I th- again, I think of it like the the hacker. Like someone that's yeah. trying to like create problems or like. Or it's a company that's like trying to sound more fun. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. The company is Matrix Group. 
When the CEO title doesn't sound fun enough, why not spice it up? The yep. CEO? <laughs> Founder and chief troublemaker Joanna Pineda takes her title very seriously at the web design agency she founded. I make trouble, she told the Washington Post. I'll walk into a project and I'll say, what if we start over? I hope that people use the title affectionately around the office. <laughs> wow, you're good at this. Okay, yeah, it sounds like she's just like someone everyone hates and then tried to be more cool. <laughs> I mean, that would help, I think. It would make me like her more. <laughs> okay, last one. Executive Sensei. Is that just another name for a CEO? Like Sensei, I think of as like someone yeah. that you teach things from. They're trying to be like Zen or yeah. like use um, some sort of like better business practices. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, the company is Virginia Mason Medical. You'll need a master's degree, 10 years of leadership experience, and some executive coaching to qualify as an executive sensei, according to Virginia Mason Medical's recent posting on hiring site monster.com. The sensei will help support clients and manage the business aspects of the company. Interesting. Okay, so like, yeah, just the person in charge. Yeah, so we got that right. Six yeah. and a half out of 10. I'm calling that a win. 65%. That's Woo. definitely like a, a D. D. Whatever. We didn't fail. <laughs> well, we're not in school anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but we immediately were like, what grade does that equal? <laughs> uh, that was fun. If you guys uh, know of any other weird job names for us to guess, I would love that. Yeah. Or send us what your job title is. If it's weird. Yeah. And we'll try to guess what you do. Thanks for playing along with our career game and listening to our podcast today we'll be back next week with another exciting guest and feel free to follow us on instagram at floral couch conversations or send us an email if you have any questions at floral couch conversations at gmail.com if you like what you heard feel free to give us five stars or however many stars you think we deserve on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends thanks guys thanks bye